They arrive, they work in a federal agency for a couple of years, and they return to the private sector. But they leave the government changed for the better. They are the Presidential Innovation Fellows, and the latest cohort of 20 fellows was just ushered in. For an update on the program, we turn to its executive director, Josh DeFrancis. Josh, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. Excited to be here. Now, 20 new Presidential Innovation Fellows have come in. Give us the uh, highline view of who they are and what are they going to be doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, so they are coming from all across the nation. Um, every year we recruit fellows um, um, from all around uh, the U.S. and they have backgrounds in um, all, all technical uh, but different uh, areas. So you know, artificial intelligence, data science, product management, customer experience, design, tech strategy, um, and they're coming from a mix of large corporates, startups, uh, tech companies, including Google, Facebook, a- Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Johnson Johnson, Merck, um, and they're they're heading to uh, 14. Uh, or, um, they're heading to nine federal agencies to work on 13 different projects. Um, so it's it's a good mix of projects uh, that we have the fellows going to work on, um, from uh, going into DOT to work on. Uh, uh, strategy around autonomous vehicles um, to the FDA uh, to enhance its technological and data capabilities uh, to help the Department of Veterans Affairs become more data-driven and better leverage AI, um, and then some new agencies working with uh, Millennium Challenge Corporation this year uh, to really leverage the digital data revolution to enable their partner com- uh, countries to drive their developmental priorities. Um, and we also have uh, some fellows going to CMS uh, Center for Medicare and Medicaid services to modernize their technology so that they can really share data across the healthcare ecosystem and support better uh, decision-making and and innovative research. And looking at the pictures and the biographies, you've got quite a diverse group, both in terms of gender and background and also age. Yeah, we do. Um, You know, we we feel it's really important that uh, the cohort of fellows represents all Americans because they are going to be serving um, all Americans, um, you know, through the different projects at, at agencies. It's interesting that given the background of this program and its association, close working with U.S. Digital Service and 18F, not everybody is from startups in Silicon Valley. For example, I'm looking at Angelo Frigo was a digital designer for McDonald's and uh, Ariel Faber worked at Johnson & Johnson. So you've got really a diversity of corporate backgrounds also. Yeah, we do. And it's been an interesting you know, evolution. If you think about large corporates, I actually came from CVS Health uh, before this on their digital team. Um, and really, most of these large companies are becoming technology companies uh, fundamentally. Even a company like McDonald's, a lot of what they do is going to be um, you know, focused on technology and they're going to leverage uh, technology and, and insights. Um, and so someone like Angelo coming in um, and really, you know, he has a fantastic kind of customer experience and design expertise, and he's excited to apply that uh, for uh, what the president's capital around customer experience, uh, which is the project he's going to be working on. So there's a lot of uh, opportunity outside of, you know, traditional tech companies uh, to bring in amazing talent as well. And then you've got Dennis Chornenke, who is coming from Silicon Valley and a drone startup at MIT. That's, I guess, the opposite end of that spectrum. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis is a, a, a very smart guy. We're excited to have him, um, and he he has a lot of artificial intelligence uh, expertise, um, both from from startups, um, from consulting and and corporates, um, and also uh, you know a strong educational background from 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 MIT and, and Harvard and some of the top universities. So I'm really excited to, to pair him up with uh, the other fellow at DOT, um, really helping uh, drive their their strategy around. Um, you know, autonomous vehicles and um, and artificial intelligence. All right. And I should also ask you to tell us what the hiring authority is and what the basis of their working is, what kind of time limit they've gotten, all those details. Yeah. So um, I happen to give a little uh, background on the program uh, for folks listening that are, you know, aren't, aren't familiar. Um, but the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program was founded in 2012 uh, by the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. And the goal of the program was to bring in top technologists and innovators from the private sector to advise and collaborate with top government officials and really enable uh, transformative transformative technologies and solutions and improve services and experiences for the American people. Um, so these fellows, um, you know, we brought in 159 fellows since 2012, and they are working with uh, 35 different, they, they've worked with 35 different agencies over the last seven years. Um, we leverage uh, a temporary hiring authority. So we leverage the Schedule um, AR uh, hiring authority, uh, which allows us to bring them in for up to four years, although the fellowship um, authority which was signed into law by the president, really allows them to work uh, for two years as, as fellows. We're speaking with Josh DeFrancis. He's executive director of the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program. And how do you promulgate the program out there in industry and get the candidates and give us a sense of how many people apply for the positions that you have available each year? So we, um, you know, a lot of it has been wor- word of mouth. Uh, you know, we, we go out there uh, quite a bit and, and speak. Uh, we had a, we had a panel at South by Southwest this year. Um, we were at Code for America. A lot of the fellows uh, speak and, and highlight their work. Um, but we have a very strong alumni network. A lot of the fellows go back to um, senior roles at technology companies and corporates. Um, and I think that that has helped us generate significant interest every year. Um, it's been highly competitive. Uh, generally, we accept um, two to four percent of applicants for the fellowship, um, um, and um, and the fellows, um, you know, to answer your previous question, come in for um, initially it's a one-year program, uh, but there's the option to stay on for a second year if both the agency and the fellow mutually opt in. We usually check in um, a few months in to see how it's going, and uh, we see about 75% stay on for a second year. And then one really interesting statistic is over 50% of the fellows have stayed on. In government after the program, and many of them have taken uh, CXO roles across government, including the, the deputy United States Deputy Chief Technology Officer, uh, multiple uh, Veterans Affairs uh, Chief Technology Officers, and a lot of other C-suite roles across government. For those that plan to return to their old jobs, in general, do their companies or former employers give them dispensation to be able to return back to where they left off? So there are some companies, that's a great question, that do enable sabbaticals or civic leave programs. Um, a lot of the tech companies, I know that Microsoft has been proactive in doing that, um, but um, each, each situation is unique and, and you know, those, um, it's really case by case. We have to obviously get, get approval from, from ethics for those situations and ensure that, um, you know, if they do stand at their company and go on a, a sabbatical that, you know, they wouldn't be working on anything at all related uh, sure. to what, to what um, 
they previously worked on. Now, they do land in a, an agency, and they're kind of coming in as the hotshot. What's your sense of the effect on the career employees that they're going to be working with? Is, they, is there a way to make sure that there's no resentment and that they get inculcated and work closely with the people who will be there when the fellows are gone? Yeah, we we put together whenever the fellows join, and that's a that's um, you know really important point. Whenever the fellows join, we put we put together a week um, where we share um, kind of a week long orientation where other previous fellows can share their lessons learned, and we we really try to train the fellows up. But um, you know, fellows going in, you know, we emphasize how important it is to to be thoughtful and humble, um, and um, really try to learn as much as you can because these folks are are new to government, they have no government experience, and it's really the career. You know, often they're positioned under a very senior person, but it's really the, the career employees that they're working with day to day that have the knowledge transfer from working through, you know, uh, many years in government and, and you know, they're essential for success. Um, so it's really them partnering with those career employees and um, trying to learn as much as they can from them and really help them be successful with their goals. And your perch as executive director resides in GSA, so it sounds like there's some collaboration between GSA and the White House on keeping this whole thing going. Uh, yep. So we the, the program was started by OCP, and then in, in 2012 and in 2013 we moved over to GSA, um, and now we sit in the Technology Transformation Service at um, at GSA. Um, but um, yeah, we collaborate. You know, we, we want to support obviously GSA's priorities, and they've been uh, the leadership at GSA has been um, wonderful supporters for the program, as well as um, uh, you know the leadership team at TTS that I sit on, and and. Cherry and who runs that group. Um, so we, um, yeah, we tr- we try to coordinate uh, with uh, the broad priorities as well. Sounds like you have a pretty good time running this program. It's been an amazing opportunity. I'm very thankful uh, to come in every day and you know work with uh, the incredible fellows who are you know the the smartest folks that I've, I I um, that I would want to you know that I'm I'm really fortunate to work with because the smartest group of people I've had the opportunity to and um, and also just the the amazing people in the broader organization at TTS and GSA, including the folks at 18F, the Centers of Excellence, uh, and a lot of teams at GSA that really support us. So jo- I'm definitely uh, thankful for the opportunity. Josh DeFrancis is executive director of the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program. Thanks so much for joining me. Great to be here. Th- thanks so much for having me. Uh, thrilled to share more about the, the new cohort. We'll post this interview along with a link to more on the latest class at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny, but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way, sometimes fragile or half-baked. Its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. 
thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously, and seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M I R O.com.